0: it is on the earliest announcement ever for the biggest wellness summit on record get ready to join 1000 wellness enthusiasts at the melbourne convention and exhibition center on wait for it new dates september 10 and 11 2016. get
1: ready to see your favorite wellness cash presenters as you've never seen them before
0: regular tickets to the summit will be 297 dollars but for a very limited time up until christmas get your friends together for a special super early bird rate of five tickets for the price of two. That's less than 120 bucks per person, less than $10 per hour to experience over 16 hours of powerhouse wellness.
1: And even better, every ticket goes in the drawer to have an incredible Christmas prize from the wellness couch, which is one ticket to the 2016 wellness breakthrough and a VIP upgrade to the summit. Wowee. Get your skates on folks and find four friends, book your tickets and automatically enter the drawer at www.thewellnesssummit.com TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
2: Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes
0: off, because it's time for that Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill.
1: Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the Paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And this week, I'm joined by a couple of students. Now, they've got a fantastic website all about helping students live a healthier, happier life, which I think is fantastic because I think back to the way I was when I was a student and I think there was a fair bit of room for improvement there. So, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Megan and Regan. Yes, it rhymes, Osborne. Um, Welcome to the show, guys.
2: Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us.
1: Ah, oh, great to have you on board, guys. This is going to be a fun chat because I have a feeling it's going to uh, lead to some interesting chats and discussions about uh, uni days and student days, <laughs> which is uh, which is always an important topic and and one where people don't always think about their health and well being um, in that early day. You know, often you're a bit young and a bit invincible and you think you can get away with everything. So, what made you guys go about creating this website?
0: Well, I guess we saw um, a bit of a gap in the knowledge um, that was provided for students um, back when we started studying two years ago. We both studied chiropractic and um, I guess we wanted to kind of blog and create a bit of a journal for our study days and our journey and um, be able to share that with our family and friends.
1: Nice. So originally it was just for family and friends. Like, did you ever envisage it, it going out and bigger than that? Or
0: no, definitely not. It was we would post recipes on our um, personal social media accounts, and um, people would always ask for the recipes and ask for tips on how we were making things and how we were kind of making ends meet as students and still managing to eat um,
2: as well as we could. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And-
1: so, Regan, tell me about what got you into health and wellbeing in the first place. How did you end up studying chiropractic, and what led you to want to, uh, I guess, share more information about the food side of things as well?
2: Uh, wow, that's uh, that can that could take a while. Um, short story is, my dad's a chiropractor as well, um, so he studied down here in Melbourne where we are now during the '90s, um, and we kind of, as a family, hopped onto the the health and wellness train then and. Um, as you, as it is for everyone, it's a it's a very steep learning curve, um, and it's a continuous continuous learning curve as well. Like you don't kind of stop going through that, and yeah. So we, Megan and I, decided to come down here and study chiropractic together, and so uh, we started doing that. And I guess just for me, it was more about you know, like just obviously as students it's a bit hard uh, with the money to make you know you feel like you're so restricted and what you can and can't do with your food and but especially when you are you know five years of full-time study you have to really look after your body and your mind and that food is you know exactly what does that so you can't go trashing it every night and you're know, not looking after it if you want to if you want to get good grades and make it through the course with a brain left at the end,
1: basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, Megan, tell me about this decision to start studying chiropractic. How did that happen, and how did you guys both end up deciding that that's what you wanted to do?
0: I started working as a CA, um, a chiropractic assistant, at Regan Dad's Clinic up in Queensland right. um, while I was studying psychology, and um, I absolutely fell in love with chiropractic while I was working at the clinic and decided to finish up my psych degree and then move down to Melbourne to study chiropractic. And in the meantime, Regan and I fell in love.
1: Controversial. So so sure. the boss's son, right? Yeah,
0: That's it. the boss's huh? son. And unbeknownst to me, Regan had also decided he wanted to study chiropractic. And I guess in the course of our dating we both mentioned it to each other that we wanted to study chiropractic and it was agreed that that's what we'd do we'd yep. move down together and start studying mm.
1: that's awesome I love that that's that's great and what a great journey to be able to move into state and go through that journey together and study together and you know have a have a ready study partner a ready uh, you know <laughs> test dummy there to practice your adjusting on that's that's fantastic
2: yeah,
1: so I was reading on your site, uh, Regan, and it said that uh, that Megan does the cooking and you do the. Or she, sorry, Megan does the writing and you get to do the taste testing. And I reckon you've got the best half of that gig. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this so is, this is probably true ninety um, percent of the time. Every now and again, the taste tests can come out a little a little shaky, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, it's definitely definitely the best end of the deal. <laughs>
1: so so do I, can I take from that that it was megan that started the the kind of healthy food journey? Was she the one that sort of instigated the cooking in the household and this move towards healthier food
2: yeah i definitely i think um i i i guess as my personality type i'm not I'm not really one of the i'm not as driven as Megan hence probably one of the reasons I married her to <laughs> keep me in line but um yeah, absolutely. She's, she's definitely the, the powerhouse behind it. I, come, I like to come up with ideas about things we, we can do next and where to go and ideas, but in terms of actually keeping the, the, uh, the power to the floor, the pedal to the floor, et cetera, That's that's mainly Megan.
1: And so, Megan, when you started doing this, you started introducing some healthier foods into the household and maybe changing things around a little bit. How did Regan go at first?
2: Talking about the 30 day um, vegetarian challenge That was fun We did, we tried
0: to do a few challenges to start off with um, Just to make some healthy introductions and kind of experiment a little with The kind of style in which we wanted to prepare and eat our food And we did try a 30 day vegetarian challenge um, And Regan struggled Quite a bit with that, Regan <laughs> is definitely um, a carnival. And um, I I ended up having to make a trip about halfway through the 30-day challenge and the night that I left, Regan had all his friends over for a big barbecue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so it was like a 14-and-a-half-day challenge, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I just I just found, like, I just, I just ran out of brain energy. <laughs> like, I'd get to about... Midday, one o'clock, and that was it. Like, I just – my brain had no more power left to keep studying or doing anything. So I just ended up – I just couldn't – I couldn't handle it. I did enjoy it, though. Like, I did enjoy – like, there was definitely a a lighter feeling, and I've since cut down on probably the amount of meat that I do eat in general. But, um, yeah, straight straight vegetarian is a bit difficult for myself.
1: And so was this all happening before or after you moved to Melbourne? This was after we
2: moved to Melbourne, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. okay, great. So so as you said, you're, you're doing all of this as students. So let's talk about That's that right. a little bit because obviously, as you said, I'm, I can remember well my student days and, you know, five years. For me, it was six years because I started in Adelaide and then finished off up in uh, in Sydney. And so, you know, five or six years' worth of study, you know, it's pretty intensive. There's a lot of work you need to do at uni. There's not much time left over at the end of that to try and do some work or get some money on the side to pay the bills and put food on the table. And, uh, and that can be a pretty difficult and challenging situation. But especially if you're then trying to eat well and eat healthy, um, it makes it even more complicated. You know, it's, there's obviously, you know, there's, there's the cheap mass-produced food out there that many students go for. Obviously, you guys decided that wasn't going to work for you. So let's talk a bit about that. How, how did that go? Talk about the challenge of doing that.
0: I guess for us it was about sourcing um, fresh whole foods And we started out by visiting our local farmer's market and um, basically having a chat to the people that work down there and being able to buy a lot of our food locally and um, as fresh as possible was a really big part of that. And we found that the more we accessed those resources, um, the cheaper we were able to kind of be able to shop and... Um, also by accessing a few bulk food places, um, like there's a place down here called Terra Madre, and they have all the bulk bins with nuts and um, coconut oil and all those kinds of things. And we started accessing that, and soon it just once we kind of found our place places to shop and managed to kind of work that within our budget, we were able to sourced the things we needed to be able to eat a lot healthier and definitely replace the mass-produced kind of rubbish that is also an option when you're a student because it's often really cheap and quick and easy. Like you said, you're pretty strapped for time and cash at the end of the day.
2: The old two-minute noodles.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They seem to be pretty popular amongst the students, (laughs) don't they? All right, so before I ask the next question, you know, I can't just let that elephant in the room go by. So Let's stop someone in. Whose ringtone was that?
2: That was mine.
1: The old, the old <laughs> so, tin, tin. so the ring t- your ringtone's just been exposed to the world. Everyone knows now. That's what it is. Uh, that's all right. All right, so Megan, I'm going to direct this next question back at you again because I have a feeling you might be the one that might know the answer to this question. And if you don't want to answer this, this is okay. But I'd be curious to know, you mentioned your budget there. Um, are you are you willing to let us know what sort of budget you had around how much you could afford to spend on food throughout that period? <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure. When we first started out, we were actually really strapped for cash and um, with the move down and kind of trying to get furniture and trying to get our house together. So our budget when we first moved down was probably between 30 and $40 a week, um, which was pretty tight, but we managed to, yeah. like I said, just access lots of fresh old foods and just spend our budget entirely on fruit and veggies and a bit of fresh meat on the side, and um, now we're probably averaging about $50 a week um, by adding in nuts and honey and coconut oil and a few of the more pricier, I guess, yeah, pricier items compared to some of the other things that we could afford before. hmm
1: That's phenomenal. I mean, that is an incredibly tight budget for two people who, as you said, are working hard, studying hard, you know, need to fuel themselves and their brains. Regan, you're doing CrossFit, so you're, you know, working out. Um, So, you know, to be able to fuel your body on that sort of amount, I mean, really, that does – it pretty much puts pay to people who are saying, look, I can't afford to eat healthy. You know, you're really – eating some great quality food for a really reasonable price. I mean, I'm sure there were people, lots of people out there listening to this thinking, I can't afford to eat healthy, who are probably spending far more than that per week on their budget. That's
2: right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So what are the tricks then? Let's start talking about some of these. I mean, obviously to start with, what were your biggest savings? What were the things you found that you had been spending money on previously that you now didn't need to spend money on? Because I think people often focus on you know what they need to add into their budget to be able to eat healthily. But often, it's the things that you can take out or the things that you can swap out that they end up saving you the most money and can actually make this whole process a whole lot easier. So what did you take out that saved you lots of money?
2: In terms of food and that kind of item, uh, we took out just snacks, Snacks and just extras like juice or, you know, yogurts. Like, we basically yep. took out, cut out dairy. Yep. No a,
0: cheese, yeah. no milk. Um, And we started making lots of substitutes as well. Instead of maybe buying spaghetti, we would make zucchini noodles or instead of buying rice, we'd make cauliflower rice because we already had those ingredients in our pantry. So I think yep. we are in the fridge. I think it was... Um, about making substitutes and using what we had, um, and also, like you said, cutting back. We also cut back on sugar, and I found that when we cut out um, refined sugar from our diet, we weren't um, probably we yeah we really started changing the way we ate after that chain after that subtraction. Yeah, um, and with that came. Less baking of cakes and all the things. Extras. Yeah, all the extras and all the kind of, like Regan said, the snacks. Anything packaged as well, we cut out.
1: Mm. And so did you find that uh, as a result of those changes, did you find that you were eating less food? Uh, Because often people find as they change to more whole foods, more satiating foods, more nutrient-dense foods, then they don't need to eat as much, and often once you're taking out the sugars and stuff, often they don't have as many cravings as well. Did you guys find that?
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. We're eating more quality rather than quantity. So instead of yeah, maybe buying a snack from the shop, we might make our own protein balls or um, have some carrot sticks, or you know, have yeah, whole fresh foods that are nutrient dense instead of having more processed
1: Mm.
2: um, yeah
0: yeah snacks and
2: in saying that though like sometimes like obviously sourcing like we try to get local and everything like that but sometimes we like um organic is definitely a harder one to a different like a harder especially with like fresh vegetables and stuff but when we go to um terra which is one of the one of the big like organic kind of um supermarkets down here in in Thornbury, like we like to get the key kind of greens organic as much as we can. Um, Yeah. Depending on our budget for the week, we get as much as we can there. Mm. Um, Yeah. so that really makes a big difference.
1: Let's talk about that a bit. So, Regan, how do you prioritise that? I mean, obviously, when you are within a tight budget, then you have to make decisions around, you know, whether you buy organic or whether you buy non-organic, you know, whether you buy local or not local, whether you buy – uh grass-fed meat or not grass-fed meat you know that there's there's obviously choices you need to make within that about where you do spend those extra funds that you've got and and how you make the money that you've got stretch um and you know as much as i'm sure you guys would love to have everything you eat is grass-fed it's organic it's local it's all of those things obviously within that tight budget that's not not always going to be possible so how do you prioritize where that money goes
0: um Probably by eating seasonally as well. We find that the fruit and veg that are seasonal are the most affordable at the time. Um, so we probably prioritize eating with the seasons, but also... Um,
2: there's that list of the fruit and vegetables. Yeah, that,
0: there's the... I um,
2: can't remember the name I of the list can't remember the
0: name of the list there.
1: But there's lots of those sort of lists available online, aren't there, where people talk about which ones are the most sprayed? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah,
2: basically,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Dirty Dozen, I think it's called.
1: Um, yeah, so you can start having a look at which ones are most likely to have the most sprays in them and perhaps you know either avoid those or yeah. you know choose for those to be the ones you get organic and, yeah. and then you know maybe some of the others who hopefully aren't sprayed quite as much um, and hopefully maybe they're local so they don't need to be transported as far, those sort of things. You, you can help to sort of mitigate the amount you're getting exposed to, I guess. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. definitely, and we find that um, with those Dirty Dozen, it's a lot of – kind of greens like broccoli and um, there's quite a few berries on there I think as well and we find that we can often grow them in little pots out the back in our courtyard as well and that definitely saves on money and on um, yeah buying them organically because they can be quite expensive but if we prioritize the things that we know are exposed to the most toxins um, in conventional supermarkets then it is easier to be able to I guess, grab them while we're at the organic store.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've spoken about, I guess, the things that you took out of your diet to make it really, you know, to make it more affordable. But what about the things that you added in? What tips have you got for us around, you know, what are some great cheap uh you know foods that you use within your diet maybe different cuts of meat maybe uh, certain fruits and vegetables that obviously you've mentioned seasonal but maybe certain fruits and vegetables that tend to be a bit cheaper that you're able to add in there yeah you know, what tips have you got for us for students and non students you know I'm sure there's heaps of families listening to this who are you know trying to make a budget stretch as well so what are some great foods that you've been able to add in that have really been able to keep your budget nice and tight
0: um i think pumpkins are definitely cheap it's always easy to make a really lovely vegetable soup or a pumpkin soup and have that um, ready to go and that's always really affordable. Um, well
2: obviously like your zucchini noodles and the cauliflower rice and those kind of things always just so I, I find they're a lot tastier as well. Like yeah. it just adds so much flavour to to the meal and um, yeah.
1: And what about cuts of meat? I mean, do you guys do lots of, I guess, you know, maybe chicken wings, maybe drumsticks, maybe, you know, slower cooking, some of the lesser cuts of meat, those sort of things?
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah, we do do that. often, like if – well, it depends on – like if the budget allows us to stretch out and – like if we are to get meat, we do our best to make sure it is grass-fed and organic Um, or if it's, you know, like a wild-caught fish, you know, not a farmed um, fish, we try to –
0: Another great one is liver and making pate. Pate. Yeah, pate. Really cheap way to get an amazing um, nutrient.
2: We make our own stock and everything as well. So, I mean, it can be time-consuming, but, I mean, obviously the slow cooker is is great for your broths and your…
0: And the cheaper cuts of meat. And the
2: cheaper cuts of meat that you… We try to add the vegetables in nice and fresh towards the end of that so they don't get all the nutrients kind of cooked out of them.
1: Mm. Yeah, nice. And so how do you manage that then? You've just mentioned that can be a little bit more time-consuming. You know, what do you do? Obviously, as students, your time is pretty precious because you've got lots of study to do. You're always on a deadline. So how do you manage the time factor of, of, you know, the requirements of spending a bit more time to cook stuff from scratch versus, you know, just going past the fast food store and grabbing something on the run? How do you make that work into your daily life?
0: Uh, We definitely meal plan. So we'll have a weekly plan of all the meals that um, we'll have every day for the week and from that we'll make a shopping list um, and kind of go shopping, bring the groceries home and we'll wash and often prepare them um, for the coming week. And we just have to stay really organised and manage our time.
2: That's all, Megan. Well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But oh. like you said, we slow cook a lot, so it's really easy to put that on in the morning and come home in the afternoon. And, and just
2: do the veggies in the afternoon when we get home.
1: Mm. I'm, just, I'm just amazed at how mature and organised you guys are as students. I mean, I was just nowhere near the headspace to be organised enough to be doing all this kind of stuff that you're doing when I was in my student days. So credit to you guys. It's, it's seriously impressive. So um, what, you mentioned growing stuff. Um, so, tell us a little bit about what you grow because, you know, a lot of people feel like they don't have enough space to grow stuff or they don't have enough time to grow stuff and obviously, I'm guessing you guys in student accommodation, you know, probably don't have a heap of space there. Um, you know, you mentioned it was just a little courtyard. So, mm. how do you make the courtyard work for you and and once again, how do you find the time to, to look after your, your whatever you're growing in your courtyard as well?
0: Well, we have a completely concrete courtyard so all we have out the back is pots and a little planter box that Regan has made out of some pallets and um, we grow all of our own herbs and strawberries and blueberries and spinach, spinach is on the go at the moment silver beet so a lot of greens and a lot of herbs mm. and the way that we manage it I guess is it's outside in the rain and on the hot days we give it a quick water but actually it really self-manages it itself and has really taken off I think the weather's been really it's a
2: bit of it's a bit of trial and error obviously with different different veggies or whatever you're planting but you learn that pretty quick like we neither of us have like a a lot of green thumb exactly like we don't know a, a whole hop a whole heap about when to plant certain stuff we just kind of we look at what we want. We have to do a quick little research as to whether that'll work and, yeah, and just we just do what we can out the back. Mm. But fresh
1: herbs is a big one. We love fresh herbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make fresh such fresh a difference herbs. to the taste, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Right. All right. Yeah. So, sorry, you go, Megan.
0: I was just going to say for our garden, we we buy our eggs from a, a local egg farm and we go down there and they sell chicken manure and we often get a bag of that for a few dollars and put that on the garden and it, Works a treat.
1: Nice. No, smells a treat too. It's always a, <laughs> it's always a pleasure, yeah. that one. <laughs> I'm sure your neighbours are very appreciative of that. Oh, they don't the neighbor next doors i got a house full of cats so i don't think she
2: smells anything <laughs> perfect
1: perfect <laughs> all right so what about partying because my experience of being a student was that pretty much my whole life revolved around partying that was what that was what we sort of lived to do as a student and as much as i did you know pay attention in class and i knew where i wanted to be and what i wanted to do then you know going out in the weekend partying a bit drinking more than i should you know all of those sort of things eating things that i definitely shouldn't have been um, usually after drinking and you know wandering home, um, that was a big part of being a student in my day. So, mm. do you guys drink? Do you guys party? How do you do that? How do you fit it into your budget? How do you rationalise that with your clean eating? How does that work for you guys? Um,
2: can I? Well, in terms of going out, we probably like obviously living in Melbourne, you you can't just sit in your house all day. It's kind of a bit. It's, it's not what you do in Melbourne. You got to go. So we try to go out probably once a week and. Um, whether that's with friends, two of us and, you know, we like to, we're quality kind of over quantity. Mm.
0: When we say go out once a week, we aren't going clubbing or drinking a whole lot. We might have, um, uh, one or two good quality drinks, like a nice wine or a cider, but we probably aren't drinking a whole lot of beer or, mm. um.
2: I, I, I am a bit of a fan of the old craft the beer. beers, Yeah. So every now and again, like I'll I'll find a very nice craft beer and enjoy maybe one or two of those when we go out. But other than that, our partying is like obviously <laughs> like minimal. end of semester parties or the the Cairo balls or anything yeah, just like have that. To you know,
0: prioritize. I think, yeah, and not not make it in excess. No, so nice. enjoy yourself. But um, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, we'd we'd probably rather put our money towards yeah eating well than um having too much of a good time on the weekend.
1: <laughs> well it definitely seems like the quality over quantity is uh you know kind of summarizes everything you guys are doing in terms of mm. the health and lifestyle stuff and I once again I think that's fantastic and I commend you for being so mature about it because I certainly wasn't at that stage. <laughs> so I think that's fantastic. Um so let's share a few um maybe some meal ideas. Let's start with breakfast. You guys have said that your favourite meal is breakfast. So um you know what's a what's a Cheap go-to breakfast for you guys to get you started before a big day at uni.
0: Well, I Regan and I are on two different breakfasts at mm. the moment. Um, we used to have the same breakfast, but I've kind of moved away from scrambled eggs, and I have a cup of broth every morning with some avocado and tomato. Yeah, that's um, pretty and cheap. maybe some greens. <laughs> yep. And do you want to...
2: Yeah, and I'll usually I'll have some avocado and some mushrooms with a couple of eggs. Sometimes I do like that, um, the scramble or the what's the, the sh- like the shallow poach. So it's just like a yeah. little bit of water and butter in the bottom of the pan and cook them that way. Depending on how I feel at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So pretty simple, pretty easy. Yeah. You guys get the eggs you said straight from the source. So how much are eggs for you guys? A dozen eggs.
2: We um, buy them in like thirty. 30-
0: we buy thirty tray,
2: thirty per tray.
0: Yeah, we buy about ninety eggs every couple of weeks.
1: And what's there that you set you back?
0: Um, it is ten dollars a tray. So we buy three trays of thirty eggs, and that's um mm. thirty dollars.
1: Sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So it's once good. again, it is the, 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 if you do do that little bit of extra research and maybe the extra effort to get there. You can get them for a pretty cheap price, can't you? You know, you don't that's have right. to be spending a fortune on the eggs uh, to get the quality, which, which I think is kind of the lesson here, isn't it? I mean, you guys have really invested the time to go to the farmers' markets to source out the eggs, to grow the um, herbs, to to start the vegetable garden, and you know, and some people are probably listening to this thinking that well, that sounds a bit much to me. I don't have time for that. That's too hard. But but you can just start with one of those things, you know. And once that's become a habit, it's really easy to add one more and one more and one more, you know. So it. I'm yeah. sure that's probably what you guys did from the start.
2: Well the other thing is you only have to do it once. Or you yeah. know, once you've found the, the right place or the right where you know, time to get those things and you you kind of you know that. So you only have to do it it's not something you mm. have to keep thinking about so much.
1: Yeah. Oh nice. So what about lunches? What do you guys take with you to uni?
0: You might take leftovers or put soup in a thermos and take that. Um,
1: we we actually live quite
2: close to campus, so it's only like a five to ten-minute drive for us. Mm. And at this so far, like with our course, the lunch period, we've usually been able to get home. Yeah. So taking stuff to uni hasn't been so much of an issue for us. If it is a long day, we'll take some fruit and nuts and maybe some, like, avocado with tomato. and. Um,
0: I make my own seed or our own seed crackers as well. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um,
0: They're super easy. um, Yeah, they're good. Full of lots of good things. And is that
1: in the oven or in the dehydrator?
0: In the oven. Or you can do it in both, but I do mine in the oven.
1: Nice. And what's in them?
0: Um, Sunflower seeds, flax seeds, pepitas, and oh, one other thing that I've forgotten. Maybe almonds? Yum. And just a bit of water. Bring it all together. Oh, and chia seeds. Spread it out on a tray and stick it in the oven.
1: Nicely done. Those sound good. Is there any salt in there?
0: Yeah, you can add salt or herbs, spices, flavor them to your own preference.
1: That sounds pretty good. All right, so what about dinners? What are your go-to dinners for for when you're really tight in the budget?
0: Uh, Definitely slow cooking or um, doodles with some kind of – Yeah, make a quick bolognese sauce with – Zucchini noodles. I know we keep saying that one, but that's (laughs) killer in our house. Yeah, it's
2: really good. Um, And we add like we just add so many vegetables like to the bolognese sauce. You know, there'll be everything in
0: it. We make a stir fry that's really quick and easy. Yeah, stir fries are good. Um, Yeah. maybe shepherd's pie with some mince, lots of veggies and sweet Sweet potato potato on top. Yeah. And
1: isn't it funny how people will suggest that having zucchini noodles every day would be too boring, but for people having pasta every day or cereal every day or sandwiches every day, like that's just considered perfectly normal and that's not boring at all, right? So it's kind of, it's just that mindset around it, isn't it? Like it's it's just getting used to It's just a different way of doing it. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, this has been great. We're actually out of time. We've reached the end already. So. Thank you so much for having a chat with me today, guys. Um, Obviously, people who want to get hold of you, they can find you at cleangreenstudents.com, and there's Mm -hmm. heaps of information there, great recipes, all sorts of stuff they can find. Um, They can also find you on social media, which is Green Students on Facebook and on Instagram, and I'm going to have to make sure I go and check those out because I don't think I'm following you on Instagram yet, so we'll have to fix that up. Um, So thank you so much for coming on board, guys. It's been great having you on. Yeah, thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much for having us. Anything you want to
1: share with people before
2: we leave? No, I mean, we've got some interesting stuff coming up at the moment. We're starting to work on a, putting together a video blog about, um, you know, what is alternative health and the different kind of alternative health. Nice. That so sounds that's, like fun. Yeah, that's going to be a bit of fun, having doing some exploring and research into that and putting that all together for people.
1: Nice. Well, make sure you let us know. We'll share that with our Paleo Show tribe on the Facebook page. So let us know when that comes out. Will do. Will do. Great. So once again, thanks for coming on board, guys. So, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpalioshow.com and let's help grow the Paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show.
0: This has been a production of The Check us out on Facebook and join in the
2: conversation on Facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.